So I'm um, in the office of uh, Dr. Timothy Sweet at West Virginia University. Uh, how long have you been here at, uh, in Morgantown at, uh, at WVU? 31, maybe 32 years. 32 years. And uh, in the English department the in whole the time? In the English department the whole time. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Tell me how you ended up writing uh, the preface to the, to the uh, WVU press edition of uh, the Blackwater Chronicle. Well, my, uh, my specialty is American literature, especially um, colonial through uh, 19th century, uh, so I was just sort of well prepared for it. I've worked some with uh, visual materials, too, for my first book. Uh, and um, so uh, at the time, uh, this was back in like about 2000 or so, uh, the WVU Press was um, being revived. Uh, it had become more abundant. It was just a sort of a offshoot of a library and maybe published one title every five years or something like that. So um, they found a new director, Pat Connor, who also mm -hmm. uh, was uh, working for the English department, and um, he said, "Well, let's get let's um, let's get out some uh, <clears throat> titles to 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 generate some interest in this." and and he wanted to do this for kind of a local and regional market, and then he wanted to, you know, target a national market with other kinds of titles. And um, he found this hadn't been reprinted since 1978, when the West Virginia Department of Natural Resources funded uh, a uh, reprint. Uh, and so um, he said, "Would you like to do it?" And I said, "That would be fun. I'm not very. F I know about Struther, mm -hmm. and I know about." John Pendleton Kennedy, but to tell you the truth, I've never heard of Philip Pendleton Kennedy. And what did you find out about Philip Pendleton Kennedy? Um, Philip Pendleton Kennedy was John Pendleton Kennedy's uh, ne'er-do-well uh, alcoholic brother. Maybe we uh, should back up. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, everyone has one, but maybe we should uh, d d define who... Uh, 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 John right. Pendleton Kennedy was right, right. Um, not a familiar name today. Um, John Pendleton Kennedy was probably the premier Southern author, uh, second. Well, not the premier. Um, second to um, William Gilmore Sims. That may not be a familiar name either today, and it has to do with the way the canon of American literature has shaken out. We just don't read Southerners anymore. Uh, so, um, but in any case, I knew about. Um, John Pendleton Kennedy and had taught his uh, book Swallow Barn. In and uh, pretty sure David Struther did the uh, illustrations in Swallow Barn, right? Struther did the illustrations for the second edition of Swallow Barn. Right. Um, the first edition w was published in something like 1831, 1832, and then in the 1850s um, when a lot of... Um, there were several titles of uh, sort of southern literature that um, got reprinted. Some of um, some of Sims's works. There was a new edition of um, Thomas Jefferson's Notes on the State of Virginia that hadn't been in print since the 1820s. Um, so all of this during the sectionalism of the 1850s, a lot of southerners started to try to reclaim their literary heritage, and 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 uh, Swallow Barn was part of that. So he he got um, he got Struther to um, by then Struther had was a well known artist, of course, and he got Struther to, uh, well, I don't know if he did, the press did, <laughs> got Struther to uh, do the illustrations for that. Okay, back to the ne'er-do-well alcoholic yeah. brother. Uh, and we really don't know very much about him beyond um, this book and um, a few remarks in um, the correspondence. You know, th there's some correspondence between John and Philip, um, and um, but Philip had a whole trunk full of papers that, um, at his death, he died young. I don't remember of what age, but um, uh, John burned a lot. 
So we don't have much left. But we do have this book. Now, I wonder why he did that. Um, I, I really don't know, but uh, I, I, I really don't know. I, I suspect that, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I, I suspect that, that there may have been a lot of writing in there about um, Philip pleading for money and different kinds of things like that, and he just, you know, did not make a success of himself. You know, they, he had the support of his brother and so on and said, you know, you could be a good writer if you wanted to, and clearly he's got the talent, um, but it just never worked out, and so, you know. Right. <laughs> and so how, how is he as a writer? You know, he's, he, he's, he's, he's good if in a certain kind of, um, let's say, early 19th century amusing kind of way he's um his humor you know in in your blog you said it's dudes being dudes uh and <laughs> there is there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of that he really captures this sort of um spirit of male camaraderie you know and just mutually giving each other shit uh as they're out there uh in the wilderness uh and for me it's interesting because he captures um the literary culture in several ways um one everybody's familiarity with poetry they can just quote large reams of poetry at will and that's pretty evident in there um oratorical culture right especially uh especially in virginia especially in the south but you know actually in new england now too as i think of it um so there's one bit in there where where one of the characters just does a several page oration and meanwhile they're saying go go do it you know uh and um so that's that's good um i also think that um you know it's a I think it's a valuable environmental record, even though that wasn't his. I was just getting ready to ask you about yeah. that. Go ahead. Right. It's, that wasn't his primary purpose. Um, but um, there's a. Um, well, I don't know. I, I, I could talk about how um, he didn't actually get to the falls of the Blackwater, but instead went down the north, what we now call the North Fork mm -hmm. of the Blackwater. There's all the geography to talk about. But um, but there's a there's a record there of um, you know that. Uh, old growth forest and uh, our encounter with it um, that's really rare and one thing that really intrigues me um, at one point he describes the trout uh, that they found in the North Fork of the Blackwater and he says there's two kinds there's um, black trout with red spots and red trout with black spots and I have done some searching and I cannot find a variant, uh, a color variant of the native brook trout that's red. So I really, I, I really, um, I wonder um, whether uh, that um, is a record of a color variant, even a subspecies that um, went extinct uh, because. Um, you know, as, I don't know, as you probably know, right, the uh, the North Fork of the Blackwater, where they were, it's dead today. If you go down there, the the, the rocks are orange. Um, acid mine drainage has just devastated it, um, and you know, logging um, didn't didn't help before then. So I don't, you know, if, if, when the canyon was logged off, the water temperature rose, and probably brook trout couldn't survive. Um, so um, it's it's 
and but but we know that there there are natives all over the, the state, you know, that would come back and could repopulate and so on. But but it may be that that color variant was just extinguished. I don't know. It's intriguing. Well, if I ever catch a uh, <laughs> actually catch a trout and it turns out to be red, I'll call you first thing. I would be. I would like to be the first one to know. Um, I talked. There's there's a there's a guy over in uh, in the in the. Um, uh, Davis College, um, who does uh, fisheries. Uh, Davis Milkins? No, um, the, the, the Davis College of Agriculture and Forestry at WVU. Oh, okay. um, yeah, yeah, no, 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 sorry, right. Sorry. Um, and my, my, my mistake for that, because only internally. Hey, I went to Marshall. What can yeah, I say? Yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wearing sorry. your green. You're, no, no, you're wearing no. a blue jacket. Well, I'm in WVU country. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, this guy's name is um, Todd Petty, and I, you know, I, I, email, I don't know him, but I emailed him, and he said, he said, no, I never heard of that. So, so it's it's a mystery. The red, the red trout is a mystery, and it, and it has to be brook trout because um, no browns or rainbows were were stocked, and I don't I don't know of any. I mean, there's sort of red variants of rainbows or pinkish variants, but mm-hmm. browns don't tend that way. So. So we're talking uh, the Blackwater Chronicle as a cautionary tale, uh, environmentally speaking. Well, you know, I think I mean, it's a it's a record um, in itself. It's not really much of a cautionary tale because the last chapter basically it talks about these guys buying up big lots in the wilderness and converting them into into estates. Um, it talks about saying inevitably, well, the coal, will, the the the, tim, the slopes will have to be logged off. Uh, the coal will have to be mined, um, and um, so, and, and that's they just accept the kind of inevitability of it, regardless of how wonderful they, you know, they they they, they found it. Um, so um, it's not a it's not a, it's not a cautionary tale in that sense, but it is a baseline record. You know, the sort of shifting baseline syndrome mm-hmm. where ev- everybody's <laughs> childhood is like, th- then then the environment is degraded from there, right? You know, so, um, but this is, um, this is a record of um, basically, you know, before um, uh, industrial exploitation. Uh, so it's what it was for millennia when um, only indigenous peoples lived here. You say, where would you put uh, uh, the Blackwater Chronicle in, in, in the pantheon of American literature now? Um, I would put it as something that is of regional and historical interest, uh, and um, I think there's some environmental interest there, um, but I'm not going to say that um, I'm going to go out and teach it the next time I teach the American Lit class. You know, uh, and um, part of that, um, part of that is that. Um, it doesn't. I mean, I think it, it's interesting because it doesn't fit our sense of what um, environmental writing was even in the day. It doesn't read like Henry David Thoreau's Walden. It's not. You know, there's. It's not transcendentalism. It's not. You know, um, he's not trying to to, to 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 find spiritual messages out there in the wilderness or something like that. I mean, there is an uh, there is a an artistic sense. Um, that um, especially, well, especially Struther has, you know, he's, he's, um, there's one phrase um, where it's um, his, um, his 
sublime madness or something like that. So he was really awed by these falls, and so there's so there's that aesthetic record, but um, but it doesn't it doesn't read like we expect environmental reading writing to to read. You know, it isn't necessarily all focused on the landscape itself. It's focused on these guys and their relationships with each other. Um, and how much fun they had, and how miserable it was when it rained, uh, and um, how uh, sort of um, how they hmm, bluffed their way through getting lost, <laughs> and they're really panicked. You can tell, but they're they're, they're not going to tell anybody except for one guy. One character bears that kind of emotional load. Peter Buttcut, they call him, uh, and he's the guy who's always saying, "I got to stop the rest." I got it. We, you, leave me, leave me out here. Me. Yeah, leave me out here. You'll find my bones when you come back. And, um, but, but otherwise, you know, otherwise they're joking around with their two guides, and then the two guides are conferring, and you know, eventually they figure it out. But um, so, so it's as much about it's 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 as much about their relationships with each other. Um, yeah, but they also knew each other in real life, though, they right? Did. Yeah, yeah. I they mean, did. what was the relationship between Struther and Kennedy? Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know a lot. Of, I don't have a lot of detail okay. on that. So, just one more question for you: yeah. um, Would you recommend this book, recommended reading, uh, to to somebody who might be interested? I, I would, especially, I mean, people who are reading your blog, right? Who are already interested in Struther, they would absolutely. Um, be interested in reading this. I mean, I have to say that Struthers, um, Struthers uh, images are not his best work. Um, you know, I kind of think that I kind of think that he held back his best work for his own piece in in Harper's. You know, he gave Pent some of this stuff and said, "Ah, you can have this." Um, but also, um, and and they should be prepared that it's um, that that it's more the illustrations are more character driven, right? There's only one sort of pure landscape. Uh, of the 13 or so illustrations. Um, and there's one picture of a deer, there's one picture of a cascading falls, mm -hmm. but the rest of it is is the characters uh, and their interactions with each other and um, nature is just kind of, a, kind, of, kind of a backdrop. Yeah, Port's uh, landscape seemed to be the crowd pleaser. <laughs> yeah, right, especially today. I mean, he, and in his day, I think, right, he really wanted to be a portraitist, right? I mean, you know, that was, that, that, that was his focus and he prided himself on on doing character studies and sort of revealing character through 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 the face, right? Right. Um, so um, so um, it it may in, in that sense not necessarily be what people expect, but um, I think it's good fun. Dr. Timothy Sweet, thank you very much. Thank you. Appreciate your help yeah. today.